Yo, what's up guys? Welcome back to the Stripe Strength Podcast. Guys, I'm really stoked today because I have an awesome guest with me, but we're also going to be talking about something that's really freaking cool, something that needs to be talked about more. Um, so I have Miss Alex Bain on with me. Alex, what's up, dude? Hi, how are you? <laughs> yeah, dude, welcome to the podcast, yo. I'm stoked to yeah. talk to you today. Alex, yeah. guys, she slid in my DMs after I posted something in my story and was like, yo, we got to talk about this topic. Let's freaking podcast. I was like, dude, I'm so down for it. So I actually yeah. met Alex at a rave earlier this year. Um, yeah. Headbang gang, dude. Um, it was oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right before all the freaking COVID BS came in, which convenient timing was the last rave I went to um and yeah ever since we've just kind of stayed connected through Instagram and stuff and um I'm really really excited today guys we're going to be talking about the beautiful topic of sex because (laughs) it is just so frowned upon I feel like in our society or just a lot of people feel uncomfortable talking about it and Alex is probably just as passionate as I am um, about the entire topic. I think it was like so funny. I think I posted like a vibrator thread in my Facebook group, and then you (laughs) you posted about on your Facebook group about like vibrators or questions about vibrators, and you posted that to your Instagram story. (laughs) And I remember I right away saw that and DM'd you or voice memoed you, and I was like, "Yo, we have to talk about this because that is awesome." You had like a a conversation with a bunch of your followers, a bunch of your women and clients about this because it's really important. And I feel like nobody wants to talk about that kind of stuff because they think it's taboo or they think it's inappropriate. And if it's amongst people that you trust and are comfortable with, it's, it's a very natural thing to talk about. So I saw that and I was like, we got to talk about this. <laughs> exactly, dude. I'm like, just to kind of disclaim y'all, like me and Alex, we're not doctors. We're not professionals. I'm not like a sex therapist. Neither is she. But like, we are just two women who are passionate about the subject and we just want to talk about it. So yeah. Um, yeah, it was really funny, Alex. I think I posted like, it was like I was taking an educational approach. I posted like a topic of like what orgasms can do for like your mental and physical health. And then so many people commented and liked that. And that I was like, you know what? F it. Everyone's asking about what are the best, best vibrators. I posted a thread. I literally have never gotten so many comments on a thread before in my life. I was like, all right, right. apparently this is a hot topic. Um, and I think it's just because it's almost like taboo in our society, especially for like women to talk about Mm -hmm. sex so openly. Um, And I get for some people, it's definitely more of like a sacred topic, which is totally cool. But I also think just normalizing the conversation about it is really important just because like at some point in life, at least I hope, at least I hope for most humans that we all do it and we all enjoy it. You hope, you hope. (laughs) Exactly. So yeah, dude. So I just kind of want to talk, you know, a little bit more about like the sexual empowerment side of things and just you know, how, how you honestly feel comfortable talking about it. That's, that's one question I have for you too. Like what, what specifically for you, Alex, makes you feel like comfortable talking about sex and sexuality? Um, I guess one thing is like for me, and it's actually kind of funny because I don't come from a background where it was talked about openly. Like, um, I didn't have the conversation with like my mom about like my period. I didn't have the conversation with my mom about like the birds and the bees. Like I never had that conversation. It was very like, I come from a relatively conservative household from Texas. So like that subject was never talked about. It just kind of like the first time it happened for me, it just kind of like happened in terms of like sex. And I was like, oh, that's what, that's what that is. Like, I just didn't have any idea about it. And I think I was really fortunate so I had a really close group of friends that we kind of always just like weren't afraid to ask questions with each other and not like in a 
literally almost in like a science topic way. Like I just had a really good group of core friends when I was like in high school, early college that I felt comfortable talking about it with. Um, and then kind of from there, if somebody like joke, like I didn't mind making jokes about it, or I didn't mind expressing if somebody asked a question and I had done something, I had no problem sharing that information. And a lot of people were really like, that's awesome that you talk about this. Why don't like, I don't think I've ever had this conversation with somebody. And I think hearing that response kind of made me feel more comfortable. And I was like, yeah, I really don't like, no one really has these conversations, even though they're very healthy and normal conversations and then you get some of the people where you've had those type of topics and they're like ew that's gross you shouldn't talk about that and then you kind of you have a moment where you feel like um accosted and you're just like why is that why is that bad that i just said something like that um and then it makes you like for me some people would cower from that and be like oh i shouldn't talk about this but for me i it was just like this is a very normal natural conversation why are you so offended that i like as a friend said something about it and just kind of from there like having people reaffirm that they liked how open i was about it and they learned something about it then i just kind of wanted to keep going and keep having that conversation especially with like good friends and stuff like that yeah and i think too like another thing is because it is like a really big part of like our relationships right if we're talking about like significant other romantic relationships mm -hmm. um i think you know obviously sex is a huge part of that and like it's all about connectivity it's about you know understanding the other person being intimate with the other person and I know for a lot of people I've even talked to my girlfriends where it's like they're not comfortable talking about it with me which makes it even worse when it's time to come talk about it with like their partner right yeah like, especially about like a hetero relationship like if you're mm -hmm. not comfortable talking like woman to woman like if you're talking then like woman to man like a lot of the times women will see men as like a more of an authority figure or something like that in the relationship where like they feel even less comfortable talking about it which means that their needs their desires their wants are not necessarily getting met yep. so exactly that's definitely something i want to talk about for sure to start off so i mean in terms of like connectivity, communication. I mean, I think especially for just women, um, for the most part too, just opening conversation for anything can be really hard. Um, I know personally mm -hmm. for myself, just from like my childhood, as well as like my trauma from like previous relationships, I mm -hmm. had a really, really hard time. Like I was always so submissive and awkward when this conversation would come up. I'd just be like, I would like smile and laugh literally like a little girl like i would be like mm -hmm. i don't know what to say because i can't even like say the word sex like i couldn't even right. like i was so awkward um mm -hmm. so for you just like speaking from your experience too alex do you have like any tips for women just to like open up that conversation with their partner yeah i mean i would say first and foremost if your partner isn't at all being receptive to you when you start to bring it up and they can like especially if you come up bring it up and they're like feel awkward if they're not being receptive to that and they're shutting that down that's a red flag um <laughs> first and foremost because especially in a healthy relationship you should always have that open line of communication in general not just about sex but everything finances you know your families everything you should always have that open conversation but with something as important as sex if somebody's immediately shutting that down when you're trying to have a non-judgmental, non-confrontational, just an open flow conversation, yeah, that's a red flag. Um, so be mindful of that because your needs, there's two people in a bedroom for the most part, um, and your needs are just as important as someone else's and vice versa. So, and I would always say like, I know we'll talk about it whenever you, we have a question regarding 
you know, talking to your partner about what you want. But I think it's really important to also bring that conversation outside of the bedroom. Like it's really easy when something's happening during like sex or something intimate in that moment, you start to talk about it and then it like never gets addressed again outside of all the, all the heavy, hot and bother. I think it's really important to take that conversation like when you're just like watching TV with your partner, drinking wine or something and just being like, hey, like I know we haven't talked about it, but is this something like I really like it's been on my mind, it's been on my heart, I wanna address it. Um, I think that's really important because it kind of takes away the intensity of the moment and then it just becomes a normal conversation. Um, and if your partner, and this is talking about yeah, heterosex, like hetero partners and also if you're in a relationship, your partner should be receptive to that and love you. And they're going to, if anything, it's going to start conversations that are really important to have. And then it's going to build an intimacy and bond within your partner and you. And I think it's really important. So honestly, just like coming to them in a place, again, not attacking them, not saying like, you need to do this or whatever, but just being like, Hey, like really want to have a conversation with you. Like, can we talk about this? I like most of the time they'll be receptive to it. And if they're not, Again, red flag. Everybody <laughs> out here trying to have vanilla sex all the time. Like maybe, and that's another thing too. I will say this goes across the board, whether you're talking about sex or whatever it is. A lot of the times uh, people can build up like resentment towards people or, you know, they can kind of be angry at them in their own head because they're like, I'm not getting what I want, but it's never been communicated before. Mm -hmm. I think that's one thing that can be really tough. And I think it's honestly just a matter of stepping into your power. It's one of those things where like, you don't know unless you ask. And if you are afraid to ask, it's probably something outside of just a conversation of sex that you need to. Yep. And I think yep. where women have to really like hone in on like, is this a story that I'm writing in my own head? Like, am I mm -hmm. afraid to do this because of other things that have happened in my past? Or is there a response that I keep getting from my partner with mundane, like small things that you ask, like to do the dishes or to like pitch in on rent or like whatever it is that it's right. coming up. I think that's another thing that you have to just address is it's like, am I afraid to approach this because of my partner? Am I afraid to approach this because like, it's something internal that I've been struggling with. And so I think yeah. you can kind of get to the root of the problem too. That's where you're going to be more open to talking about having the conversations. And then I think another thing too, is like, in terms of like, even knowing what to ask for too, it's so important that a woman like also knows what she wants when it comes to like being in the bedroom, <laughs> which I think is like also one of the hardest like things for women. So I think it's another thing too, like girls, like ladies, you got to experiment. Like you got to get down and dirty with yourself. You yeah. Exploring and you got to figure out like what you like on like a personal level too, which is yeah, like, because if you don't know what you like, how are you going to be able to relay to your partner what you like? And it's one thing to be okay if you don't know, like if you don't know what you like, if you feel like that that's also okay but it's also a moment to kind of like figure out yourself and also like when we're, when we're on the topic of like masturbation yeah. there's so many also benefits to that and especially if you're not in a romantic relationship or if you're not looking to like have casual partners like it's there's so many benefits in terms of like like de-stressing and it helps like it release so many good hormones and endorphins and things like that to just make you feel good and also makes you feel sexy so like there should be like no reason why you should feel ashamed to do that, but also figure out what you like. Cause yeah. then that's going to be easily like, you're gonna be able to relay that to your partner better. 
and then your partner's gonna be able to understand better and then you're overall just gonna have better sex <laughs> like <laughs> and it's so funny but like i think when you start to be more inclusive with masturbation like it's so funny to me but like so rewind you know jen our friend jen butters so funny but she straight up said to me like this was literally beginning of this year so if you guys don't know i'm in a military relationship my boyfriend was on deployment for 10 months girl you should have figured this out yeah (laughs) tell you so like i have lots of time so like so funny but prior to that i actually had never ever masturbated ever Mm. literally never had and I didn't really know what it included I didn't know Mm -hmm. what it meant what it could do for me and I was just kind of like oh that's weird like I have I had had a long-term relationship before that so I was just kind of like right no and then I just stayed single and I was like fuck it I'm not even gonna think about it because I can't have it so I don't care and that was kind of just my headspace and then like Uh Jen was like no 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 girl you gotta yes I was like, all right, you know what? The first time, ladies, it might be fucking weird, okay? It's going to be maybe a little awkward for you, but, like, Mm -hmm. just do you, boo. Like, just go for it, like, honestly. And I think it was the exploration for me that, like, even when Nick, my partner, got home, I was like, wow, okay, now I know what I want, and I know that I can ask for it. And I think another approach, too, is just, like, for you ladies out there listening, is, like, don't be afraid to also ask your part. Like, if you don't know how to open the conversation yourself and be like, this is what I want, maybe ask them, like, what they enjoy or if there's anything that they yep. want to try. Or even asking if they have, like, a sexual fantasy that you can work your way yeah. up, you know, over time, which mm-hmm. I know is kind of, like, for me personally, like, I'm, I was really awkward at bringing up this, the conversation. So for me, mm-hmm. it was always, like, also sometimes being a people pleaser. I'm like, okay, like, what can I do on you know, for you, that would Mm -hmm. satisfy you, and then hopefully getting that response as well, or if they don't ask in return, it's like, okay, well, now I'm going to tell you what I want. It's like, but, uh, like, let me just throw this out there as well, like, because we're on the topic. Exactly. I mean, I think that's, I mean, that's awesome that Jen had that, and again, it goes back to, like, a friend just, like, having an open conversation with you, even, and not even coming from a place of her being, like, oh, like, just like wanting you to experience something and like having again like kind of what we're doing here just like having a conversation about it because a lot of women either don't know that they they can benefit from it um are scared to do it or don't know where to start things like that and it's crazy helpful Uh, i mean i was in a long-term relationship as well and i like still masturbated in it um and they and to be fair they knew it wasn't like they were somebody who also if a partner is offended that you masturbate also a red flag because you're also allowed to have you time but but um and I I kind of like when we were having this conversation about it it got me thinking of how like it isn't talked about at all really ever but like if you have um, like a mom who has like a 13 year old boy as a mom I'm not a mom but if you're a mother to a 13 year old boy you kind of just like know possibly like all right I'm gonna start knocking on doors right I'm gonna be more like aware when I'm washing clothes or sheets because like 13 year old boys are 13 year old boys and they just like right going through hormones and going through their like phase and stuff in puberty but like there was never a period where I feel like as like a woman that's ever talked about with between your mom or you, or even like your friends or something like that. Granted, I don't know with social media nowadays and kids. And to be fair, when you're going through hormones, I feel like you're, ex- you have everything at your disposal, but that was not the case for me. Like I remember being like, I don't remember what age, but younger and just like my legs would be held tight together and that felt good. And I was like, 
I don't know why this is like this. Right. And I would never want to talk to my mom about it because I was terrified that something was like, I was going to be like, no, 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 that's bad. Don't do that. Right. And I'm not sure if she would have, but that's just, it's not a conversation you ever have. Yeah. Um, even though it's a very natural thing to experience. And so like, that's, yeah, but that's one thing for me too, girl. It was literally the same. Like I never really held that conversation. And mm -hmm. that also kind of, you know, like what I mentioned to you, like prior to us hopping on here is like the whole slut shaming thing. Like, I think a lot of women are afraid that like, if they do talk about masturbation or they do talk about sex, that like people straight up are just going to be like, oh, she has her legs open 24 seven. Like, I think those are a lot of the beliefs that women right. have when it comes to talking about topics like this but it's okay for guys to sit around a table like I remember literally I was such a bro in like middle school and high school and mm -hmm. I would go to the guys table and I would hear the shit that they would say and I'm just like oh my gosh like if you could see my eye roll like oh my gosh but like <laughs> right and to be fair that like unfortunately still happens with like men our age which it's not a bad thing for them to talk about it just how it's like right. we need to talk about it but it needs to be viewed the same as if we're talking about it yeah. amongst girls. Yeah. And I agree. And it starts with things like this. Like it starts with women just being more open in their friendships, like amongst each other. Right. Mm -hmm. And like also too, just with your partner, like in general. Right. And I think that's one of the things that like, we just have to embrace more like as a society is just making this something that is more normal. I also just implore any like moms out there to like have those conversations with their children. Cause like, just like you, Alex, like, it was never ever brought up to me it's honestly even at my age of 22 like it's still not even something that like my mom if i ever say anything about it that she's receptive to she's like oh my god ew right. your daughter like don't like don't talk about right that. it's so funny like um it was to the point where even like i asked my mom at age 18 if i could go on birth control and she straight up was like no and i had a boyfriend at the time so i was like Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, this is kind of a little bit of like, I guess like she just thinks I'm like a little mommy's little, like little angel or something. And which even so it's like, even if you're having sex, it's like, you're not a bad person. <laughs> like it's right. Nature, you know, it's, our hormones, our desires, like they have to be met. And I think that's something that just has to be made more normal starting from like a younger age. And I think it's another thing. It's like, just because you're having the conversation doesn't mean you're encouraging it to a child. I think it's just one of those things where it's like, Hey, I'm educated. Right. Like there's, um, I'll have to like, let you know about them afterwards. And then you can put like in the podcast notes if you have those, but like, there's an, there's a couple Instagram pages that are like sex positivity with families, which sounds really weird, but it, it'll have posts that'll say stuff. Like, for example, if your kid walks in on you and your partner, like having sex and like how to handle that in an appropriate way to where your kid doesn't feel like that's a shameful thing. And then that can have issues over time or like how to have the conversations with your kids in a really like open manner to let them know it's normal and then how to be. And I think that's the thing is if you are like, if you're a mom or dad and you're listening to this and you have a kid that has come to you asking questions, it's very important to be open. You don't have to like go into massive detail about your own personal sex life, but like it's important because it's showing that that kid's also trusting you with a very sensitive topic an intimate topic and that also gives you an opportunity to teach them like how how it'd be safe like how like with whether it's birth control contraceptives like how to have safe sex and also how to like give consent and how to receive consent i think those are really important things to learn at a young age and so like i would say like having that conversation starting at a younger age like depending on your comfortability and your kids comfortability obviously like it's important like 
But in reality, we go through puberty at 13. Now, I'm not saying have sex at 13 as a kid, but I'm just saying like, that's when our hormones start to like, you have your period. That's a conversation a mom needs to have or a, or a dad needs to have with their daughter about what that is. And um, cause that's something that I didn't receive. I Do you know what American Girl is? I know you're a little younger than me, but like I had an American Girl doll book explaining what my period was. And that was kind of my information. And like, I remember flipping through this book, like this is great, but like, I don't know anything. <laughs> But oh my, yeah. learning that way. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was all like sex ed in school, which is great that they like have sex education, but mm -hmm. you know, it wasn't really introduced until like high school. Whereas like I had already been like menstruating for two years at the time, you know? Yep. Um, yeah. And it kind of like jumping off of that too. So one thing I kind of want to jump into from this conversation, because I think when we start talking at a younger age, it makes it more comfortable so that when you do have a partner, when you're mm -hmm. older, it, it makes the conversation easier, right? And I think what yeah. we do is, um, I think this kind of grows across the board, but I think a partner should always kind of make you feel safe as well. Um, that's one thing that I, I literally said to my boyfriend, I was like, look, before I met you, like I was really insecure. I wouldn't like want to walk around naked. I would like always like want to have the lights off. I'd like mm -hmm. get the covers going, like, mm -hmm. like still something I'm working towards, honestly, to right. like still something I work towards every single time. And I think, you know, one thing that's really big and what's really important is like as women too, we just have to embrace our bodies because, you know, obviously both me and Alex being health coaches, like it's honestly probably one of the bigger pain points. Like when women tell me like, oh, I want to be like confident and that's why I want to lose body fat. A lot of the times it, it actually rails down to like their relationships and like how mm -hmm. they feel when they're having sex and like just how they feel in their body in general. So do you just have like any advice for women who do feel like insecure with their body and like how to go about, you know, kind of shifting their mindset? Yeah, I would say the biggest thing, and this is more so if you are in a like romantic relationship rather than casual partners, but um, I would say like in the eyes of your partner, typically like 95% of the time, your partner thinks you're the most beautiful human on this planet. Like you literally could come home from the gym, a, a sweaty mess and be literally like face deep in a Chipotle burrito or something. And your partner is going to think you are beautiful and you're stunning. And so like, if you are in a romantic relationship and they have also been vocalizing to you that they feel that way, then like, just like acknowledging the fact that like do something that makes you feel sexy like i know sometimes if i was struggling for example like with body image or stuff like that go buy like a fun piece of lingerie and it doesn't have and just something that makes you feel sexy like a teddy something that accentuates things that you like things like that and just make yourself feel sexy and it doesn't again it doesn't matter to your partner your partner thinks you're already attractive right. so like doing things that make you feel good about yourself, I think is huge. And sometimes like the sexiest thing is just like an oversized t-shirt and some like, like high socks, yeah. which that's like covering yourself if that's what you need or that's what you feel like you need. But in reality, like girls just like own it because yeah. your partner thinks you're the most beautiful thing ever. Yeah. And if you're having, if you're having like casual sex to me, like being with a partner who respects you and has like vocalized that they like, not necessarily are like, just like who has vocalized interest and attractive to you and they respect you. I think that's really important whenever you're having like casual sex and to feel confident and stuff like that. But in reality, it like all stems with us yeah. because confidence is like the most sexy thing ever. Like yeah. whenever you're confident, 
people, like people will find that attractive. And so like, like I will always just like give myself affirmations. I'll do like, I'll do my hair or something and feel real good and then go on a date night. And I'm like, damn, I look hot as hell. Like we all have that day where we like, we know what makes us sexy. And so like hone in on that because like whenever you can start to develop that confidence, it radiates and people like people are attracted to that. And they're like, fuck yeah, she, she's rocking that. She knows that's hot as hell. And so like, that's really huge to me. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I think another thing too, is like, obviously it's just a healing process with like your body image and like, Mm -hmm. obviously take care of your health. Like if you get insecure with your body and like you do maybe want to lose a little bit of body fat or something like that to just feel more Mm -hmm. like there's absolutely nothing wrong with that first and foremost, just make sure you're doing it with the right intent. I think so that you do it in a healthy manner. Um, Another thing too, just like in regards to that is like, this is one thing I actually communicated with like my current partner. I was like, yo, look, like I'm not the most secure. Like I'm actually not the most secure when I'm like fully naked or like when we're having sex, like it's just not something that I'm like super secure with. Like I just don't feel like great in my body sometimes. And like Mm -hmm. he gave me so much affirmation. Like he always gives me affirmation when we're having sex, like when we're, you know, just like chilling, eating the freaking Chipotle. Yep. Burrito, like, yep. <laughs> exactly. Gym. Like, I think it's important to also just communicate that with your partner because every time I've ever said that, he's like, you have nothing to worry about with me. Your body is beautiful. Like, mm-hmm. don't forget that, like, if you are having trouble with that, like, it's something to also communicate to your yep. partner because they're more than likely going to give you affirmation. And if they don't, sis, it's time to walk somewhere else because like just close the door and walk the other way because, yeah, you know, I think I, your partner is going to tell you something like, oh yeah, like you could really like work on it. And you're just like, okay, I know I can work on it, but this conversation was not right. Really the right time. That was not for that. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think that's huge to have that conversation with your partner, like you brought up because ha- a lot of times it comes from past trauma. So like, I know for me, I struggled with my body image because of past historical, like relationships in my life that have made me feel insecure about my body and feeling like it's unad- it's inadequate and things like that. And I know I've relayed that to my like current partner and that's like huge because it's coming from past traumas. So like, and then acknowledging that and knowing that's something and that's something you're working on as well. A partner should always want to consistently help you and better yourself. And I think that's huge to have that. So it's really good that you brought that up because half the time there's a, there's a lot of times a reason for us, whether it's our body is struggling with the fact that we want to lose weight or body fat or things like that. But like a lot of times it can also come from traumatic experiences in our life previously. And there those experiences are valid. And so like communicating that with them to help you grow and work on yourself is really huge. Yeah. And I think like previous trauma, the past trauma and experiences doesn't just have to come from like a sexual encounter with a partner. Mm-hmm. Like, it could be as simple as, like, your mom telling you, like, you're not good enough growing up, or like, hey, you should probably lose weight. Like, there yep. are plenty of other, other things that it can come from that you are, like, completely disassociating it with, I think. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not an expert, but I just know from my own experience that, like, yep. that's something that I've dug into, and I'm like, damn, like, I remember growing up, and, like, I mean, I had my eating disorder at a really young age, right. and I remember, like, getting comments about my weight and things like that, and, like, even being, mm-hmm. like, small obviously made me insecure. Um, yep. And that was definitely a time in my life. Like, yeah, I was young, but I was also like sexually active and like right during that time frame, like one, my hormones didn't exist because like let's be real. Right, like, right. Not something I wanted, but I was also just really insecure in my body, which is something that, you know, brought was brought up to me like up until now, you know, and it's still something I right. really, that I work through. So I think yeah. it's just it's so important to kind of like 
realize where the root of it might have come from and then also just like really being open to communication do you have any tips Alex because this is I think probably going to be the biggest problem for most women just like starting mm -hmm. conversation yeah I mean because overall to me in a successful relationship partnership any type of relationship whether it's sexual intimate with your parents whatever it is like communication is just like and I know everyone says that and everyone harps on it but like half the time it's always just a miscommunication half the time somebody is thinking your needs are met and they're not and like you said it kind of builds up this little resentment inside them until they snap and it was just a miscommunication overall um so like I think it's huge and again like going back to like if you are have trying to have these conversations with your partner and they're not being receptive I, I can't say that enough like that's that's such a red flag yeah. but again especially in terms of sex like like I was saying take it out of the bedroom like because there's so much that can get misconstrued and the hot and heavy and thick of things and then there could be something going on and you never talk about it again yeah. until it's happening again back in the bedroom and then it's not getting resolved because it's not being talked about in a way that's removing itself from all that heaviness yeah. so i would say just like coming to your partner open and honestly just how how you are like don't have to change anything just how you are as your per as a person and come to them and be like hey this is this is really like something i'd love to talk about it's kind of awkward for me but i it's something i think is really important and i'd love to talk to you about it would you would you mind like listening to what to this and having a dialogue with me yeah. and like i said most of the time if you have a good partner that is and it's a healthy relationship they're going to be like thank you for bringing this up thank you for talking about it sometimes they've even been wanting to have the conversation didn't know how to have it with you and so like and also not being judgmental during those conversations and not being like don't like feel like they're attacking you or you're attacking them with however tone you're using because that also goes into being like uh, I, have, I had a question about like how to be more direct with my partner on what i want and like obviously if you say like you're doing this wrong and it's terrible they're gonna be like well hold up sis like i didn't know <laughs> so like just kind of like figuring out and once you figure out what you like be like hey i actually really like it when you do this if you do more of this i think it would really help me just having those conversations and being direct with them about what you like and what you enjoy because also your partners want you to feel good like <laughs> nobody like wants a faked orgasm nobody wants that and it doesn't benefit anybody so like in reality your partner wants you to feel good and once you actually like start to have the conversation about what you like and what they do that makes you feel good, they're going to be like, thank you because I, I didn't know that. And I want you to feel good. Right. So like just having like a, having like a, a dialogue where you're going to them and you're not attacking them, but you're just like outside the bedroom and just being like, Hey, like, I just really want to have this conversation with you. Do you like, do you mind doing this like over a glass of wine or just like when you're watching TV, something that's super casual, that's something you and your partner do together. So yeah. I think it's really good to think about where it's like as hard as it is for like us or the person having a conversation, it might also be just as hard for the other person too. you know, that mm -hmm. you're just opening it up. And also too, the whole reason we're doing this podcast, like just be more open to speaking about it with like friendships. Like I can say yeah. over the last year, like speaking about this kind of stuff with my girlfriends, which like 
I live somewhere where like people, I feel like here in San Diego, I feel like here people are just like more open-minded where I, my yeah, I would say that. Yeah, absolutely. My friend, group, my friend group is just super open-minded. A lot of them are in like the space of like, you know, wellness, personal development. And so like, they are very open-minded humans. And I'm really grateful that like, they're open to those conversations. Mm-hmm. I can tell when people are a little hesitant and I'm like, all right, girl, we're going to open you up just right. Like- here um but you know I definitely think it's a matter of like just communicating with like people around you too especially if you're not comfortable having that conversation with your partner you know mm-hmm. talk to a girlfriend about it first you know talk back and forth and see how yep. you feel about that and how they're feeling and like give, give some mm-hmm. of them. But some of the best things I've learned are from my friends so it's like okay let me try that so half the time your friend has either experienced something very similar and they've maybe experienced or, and they haven't been, they've been afraid to talk about it. And then like you, you bring it up and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going through the exact same thing. Like, let's figure. And then like, again, like you don't have to go up. I know we talked to this. You don't have to go up to your mom at your Thanksgiving dinner and be like, mom, I'm having trouble with orgasms. Like, can you help me out? Like, you don't have to do it then. There's a time and a place, but like amongst people you trust and your friends, like, and, it, and also realize if your friend is coming to you with something like that, be open-minded and receptive because it might not be easy for that person to have that conversation. Um, I know whenever I made my women's sexuality post a couple of like weeks back, I had some, I had so many people come out and say like, thank you so much that people need to talk about this more and stuff like that. I also had some people that were like really judgy and trying to like make fun of me and things like that. And having to realize that that's coming from an insecurity on their own end. And that's kind of a part of the problem. But like, if your friend is coming to you with something like this, like talk to them about it. And if you're not, it's be fair, if you're not comfortable with it, you can easily say like, I'm not totally comfortable with this conversation at the moment, but don't make that person feel bad for trying to like, really like have a conversation about it because it needs to be and that's like why we're doing this because it's a very normal and healthy and amazing thing a part of life so yeah for sure no and I love that you said that too because a lot of people do project a lot of their own insecurities and especially even like having a platform you know on social media like Mm -hmm. that can definitely be hard and we're not saying you need to go like make a post and be like okay let's talk about sex like you know but just more open for for yourself for your partner you know for future relationships that you might have um mm-hmm. one of your jay chilling like girl start exploring please it's time <laughs> yeah exactly though really though yeah but yeah dude well thank you so much for everything alex tell everyone where they can find you like over on instagram and stuff and anything uh, yeah so um my instagram is no bane no gain um gain spelled g-a-y-n-e with an underscore in there um yeah like I'm, I mostly post about fitness. You know, I'm a fitness coach, fitness, my dogs, you'll see a lot of my dogs on there. If you're a puppy person, um, raves concerts, whenever life comes back to normal, but yeah, like I'd love for you to come hang out and get to know me a little more as well. Thanks for all. I'll link her Instagram down in the show notes for you guys and leave any resources that might be helpful for you guys. But thank you again, love. Yeah, you too. Have a good, happy holiday.